Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, I am Alice Oliver and you are listening to Just Films and That. This is the podcast where we celebrate films we think are underrated or underseen. This week, it was Josh's turn to pick and he went with, and I'm very excited about this, Miss Congeniality from the year 2000. So let's get to it. All right then, Josh. I'm very excited, as I've already said. I hope you are too. You picked Miss Congeniality from the year 2000. So spoiler warning, listeners, if you haven't seen it. So Josh, go on, tell us what is the film about and why did you pick it? She's She's Miss United States. They sang that about me when I was born. (laughs) In the States, was it? In the the States, Um, yeah, in in the States. She's Miss Denbyshire. Oh, yes, I am. Thank you. You can't believe you remembered that. That's brilliant. <laughs> um, right. Miss Congeniality, Alice. Sandra Bullock's in it, isn't she? She's an she FBI is. agent and they're chasing a sort of terrorist and they suspect he's going to try and commit an act of terrorism at the Miss United States pageant. So they decide as part of the operation to put in Sandra Bullock as an undercover Miss United States contestant Mm -hmm. to try and catch this guy. But the twist, Alice, is Mm. she's not really Miss United States material. Oh, gosh. That's not how she sees herself, Alice. (laughs) She's all about the job. She ain't about bikinis and world peace or that's how she sees it. Mm -hmm. Why did I pick this? Well, it's a bit of a guilty pleasure for me, this film. Mm -hmm. And I'd had it on my list for a while as a as a one I wanted to talk about and a one I wanted to revisit. Okay. When it came to pick again, I had a little look on the scores and mm. was pretty shocked Ooh, at how shocked. lowly it was rated. Shocked. Now, this is not a masterpiece. It is not. But I think it's a perfectly serviceable film. Mm-hmm. There's probably some issues with ageing, which we may well get to. Mm-hmm. And I think it deserves better than what it got. Uh, what, okay. it, what it gets, which again we'll come on to. Also, I don't think, although I've been wrong before, that we've done a Sandra Bullock film before. Ooh, oh no, we uh, had we've done Speed Two. I caught, I oh, caught God, it early. Yeah. I caught, caught it, it early. early. So good. over the Speed we Two, we don't want another Terminator Salvation on our hands. Over the Speed Two, which, which let's face it, is barely a film. Speed uh, uh, oh, oh, <laughs> rude. rude. <laughs> we hadn't done a Sandra Bullock film, so. That's why I picked it. Guilty pleasure. And I think it deserves better scores than it gets. And I also, I just wanted to talk about it. I wanted to revisit it. So let's let's have a look then. So you're excited. I'm excited. When I told you this is what I picked, it was clear you're excited. I was pretty excited. Yeah, I'm not very good at hiding my emotions, Josh, I'll be honest. <laughs> you're like a book. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Google. Rip me open and give me a good read. <laughs> um, so let's be honest, you've seen it before. I have seen this before. This was one. I think I've seen it a lot when I was a kid. Mm. Like I, I really enjoyed this when I was a kid, when it came out. And um, when Sandra Bullock, so Grace, when she has her, her first sort of big makeover moment and she comes out of that like air hanger or whatever it is yes. um, in the blue dress, like I thought she was just the most beautiful person that I'd ever seen like I mm. didn't know that women could be that beautiful sort of mm. thing it was like a real like whoa am I straight like sort of thing it was that sort <laughs> I mean, yeah, of moment she, she's beautiful isn't she Sandra yeah Bullock, let's yeah be honest. and and that just always stayed with me so I was excited to see that moment again uh but yeah I I really enjoyed this film as a kid but haven't watched it for many many years but my overall feeling about going into it was excitement so I was looking forward to it I was well. excited as well but I was nervous I was like, nervous. I was going into it like, what if it's aged really badly? That that outdated 2000s humour, we've yeah. seen it before. Sometimes it doesn't translate very well. But what did you think? Oh, uh, so yeah, there were a few issues, uh, but we'll get to those yeah. later. But in general, it was a lot of fun. It's mm. big fun. It's fluff, isn't it? Um, oh, yeah. So... The, the main thing I think that I like about it is that it does it does show these two different sides of femininity, right? So you've got the beauty pageant contestants who care a great deal about their appearances and put a lot of effort into how they look and upholding, I suppose, what you would regard as traditionally feminine characteristics, using air quotes, like being nurturing or agreeable, etc. And then you've got Grace, who's more individual, like she is what she is. She isn't striving to be anything else. She expresses her emotions with physical activity. So like she She's clearly distressed uh, that she puts her colleagues in danger near the beginning of the film when they're doing this stakeout. And she goes home and she starts like punching the shit out of this punch bag. And it's not just in private where she does this. She has a conversation with Eric, who's one of her colleagues. And he's ta- I think he's talking to her about getting her to go undercover in the beauty pageant mm, to sort of mm. do this job. And then he says something that she doesn't like. So she just like they, they physically assaults him basically. Him. And they Absolutely. Bat- the shoe's on the other foot. <laughs> It's not okay, is it? <laughs> but in this, it's fine. So in general, when I came away from it this time, I, I just had that good time, you know? Like, I was happy. I was, it's a good time, isn't it? It is a good time, it's yeah. A, is that how you felt? Is that how you yeah, felt watching it like, again? I was waiting for the... I was waiting for the... Oh, that's not... Oh. Mm. And, the, and I was watching it with my other half, and we were talking about it. And we, the thing we were talking about was like, all right, what is this film trying to say? Mm-hmm. Because for ages, and some, you know, I'm not saying I'm not saying every film is trying to say something. Sometimes it's just a it's a high concept film, and it's there to entertain. It's there to be fluffy and glossy, and have mm-hmm. a great soundtrack, and sell movie tickets, and sell date night tickets, and all, and all that stuff. And it is that, but I do think it's trying to say something. But for ages, I was like, "There's got there's a there's a there's summer here that it's trying to say." Yeah, and I, and and it's either executed really well, or you're going to look back and be like, "Oh, it's a bit." Because, for example, one of the things I think people would say as age poorly is the way a lot of the male characters are about the female characters. Mm-hmm. But they're not they're not shown to be good. Mm-hmm. Like they're, they're shown the to heroes, be like they? they're yeah. shown to be like misogynistic and pigs. Mm-hmm. And every time someone does something to a woman, they get owned. Mm-hmm. Usually by Sandra Bullock's character, but mm-hmm. sometimes by other characters as well. So I thought I thought that was really interesting. But yeah, do you know what? I just loved it. It's just I think it's a really good time. I think it it's it's really funny. I think it's really charming. Back to the message of the film because that's one of the first things you said. So just to follow on from your point about what it has to say about femininity and that sort of thing is when I was talking about the message, then 
what I took from it, because I was thinking about it for a while, I got quite like, you know, when you can't think of a word. Okay, yeah. And you're like, what's it mean? Like, what's And it was like, that was like, what's the thing I'm trying to say? What's the thing I'm trying to say? And eventually it clicked. And I think, and this might just be me, but I think it's a film about not judging a book by its cover. Oh, certainly. Because people judge Gracie because she's Mm -hmm. not feminine. She judges the contestants because they are feminine or Mm -hmm. she she perceives them as being stupid or whatever. And I think that's what it's about. Like, towards the end, it's about how she comes around on them and other people come around on her and she finds a balance and all that sort of thing. I don't know, what what do you say to that? Or have I just tried to find a message in a in a gentle comedy? No, well, I I don't know whether the message is intentional, but Grace especially does have a, a, a character arc. You know, she, her narrative and her character, it, it does develop because she goes into it thinking, oh, these, you know, these girls are airheads, they're bimbos. Yeah. Like she uses quite derogatory language sort of towards them, but she starts getting to know them. And, you know, when she learns that they're in danger, that really affects her emotionally and, you know, she feels compelled to stay there and, and protect them, even though, you know, her boss has basically said, the job's done, we found the guy, we can leave, you don't need to keep doing this. But she's like, no, I'm, I'm convinced that something bad is going to happen to these girls. So she stays put and she seems to make some, like, real genuine, like, friendships with them. Mm. And then similar for, from them to her, you know, initially they sort of see her and they're like, oh, don't really know what to make of this. Like, who is this girl? We've not seen her sort of in the pageantry circuit before, shall we say. But then they come to like her as well. And and that is quite a nice that is quite a nice bit of growth there and it's it's quite nice how I suppose it's quite nice how the two different sides do come together in the end because usually mm. you know it's like a oh boy meets girl but boy's not yeah. sure about the girl or the girl's not sure about the boy and it it's a little bit about that with Eric but mostly it's about girls I guess it's about sort of women, girls, whatever, kind of misunderstanding each other, but mm. deep down kind of realising, oh, we're not actually that different. Like, like perception, you know? isn't it? It's like, yeah. it's like about perception and, and, and that sort of thing, isn't it? And then, and then you have it with other characters as well, like at the beginning, like when we'll come on to his performance, but like Michael Caine's character, mm. he sort of has nothing but, uh, like, nothing but contempt for Gracie. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, one of the last things he says to her is, if I'd ever had a daughter, I wish she'd been you. Yeah. And it's like that that uh, that arc about perception and, 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 you know, not judging a book by its cover. And I really like that. I think, if, yeah, I don't know, because I, I don't want to get on dodgy ground on what, I sh- on what I would say about, you know, it's for a woman to decide sort of thing. But that sounds like I'm going to go into a much darker topic than I am. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. But if like... like mate, this is a fun I, show. Yeah. <laughs> But if I had a daughter, I'd be quite happy for her to watch this at a relatively young age because I mm-hmm. think there's a nice message in there. I mean, what would you say to that? Or am I just, again, am I just looking for something? I mean, all I know is that I saw it when I come out. So I would when I come out, flipping oh. heck, what is, what is going on here? Sandra Bullock, what are you doing to me? When the <laughs> film came out, so I would have been, what, 2000? So I would have been like 11 or whatever. 10, yeah. And I yeah. absolutely loved it and I got a lot out of it and I really mm. liked Sandra Bullock's character and I like that, you know, she's very physical and she's very athletic and she takes her job very seriously. But actually also, if she wants to bring it and wear a tight little dress and look fucking amazing, she can do mm. that as well. So I quite like that. And I like that the the pageant girls, they're not, like, obviously you don't get too much of them because, you know, there's so many of them that you, we can't have a lot of depth in, into their characters. But they're not just, 
I don't know, they're, they're not just these superficial sort of um, people that she seems to think they are and that maybe some of the audience members would think they are and probably that the FBI agents think they are mm. and all this. Like, they do have their own personalities, their own concerns, their own fears, their own wants and all this. And you especially get that with, oh, goodness, I can't remember her name. Cheryl, but the, Cheryl, Rhode, Island. Rhode Island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, you find out some really dark shit about her and you sort of try and infer, oh, well, this is why she is the way she is. It's almost like she feels the need to be so super nice to people because she's been through something so horrible and it's like she doesn't want people to feel bad as well. Um, but, yeah, for the most part, like, it, I, it just kind of felt pretty positive and, and stuff. Listen, I know funny, they're walking around in bikinis and, you know, they're having to shave all, you know, every which way and stuff <laughs> and, the, you know, the pressures that maybe come with wanting to look good and stuff. But it's not just about that, I don't think. And I think maybe appearances can be deceiving, like yeah. with the film as well as with the characters. So you mentioned Sandra Bullock's performance there, which is obviously, for me, one of the main highlights. What did you think of it watching this? I mean... She carries it, right? She is. She does. She is a star, isn't she? She is. She's really likable. Like the, she's not. You know, it's not Oscar worthy, and it, it. You know, it's not. No. It's not. Although uh, she can yeah. do that, you know, she she, ca- she can. She has yeah. got range, and you know, it, it is all a bit fun. Speak, and she's. Speak it's quite. Oh, exactly, mate. Exactly. You want to keep talking about it? I'll keep talking about it. Very tough, do you? Um, but like you know, she overdoes like the snorty laugh a little bit, and, and yeah, she you know, does a little some... bit. And the, and the walk and the tripping and the thought. There's a bit, isn't there, at the beginning yeah. where she does the. They do. Oh, we'll come on to it. They do over the, like, the she's not very ladylike thing well, at the beginning, exactly. like when she does the boxing. The boxing bit's fine. That's not an issue. But there's a bit where she falls over about five times mm-hmm. in her apartment. It's a bit like, come on. Yeah, so just overdoing that a little bit, but yeah. I think she, it, she, she's just really pleasant to watch. I think so like, I just likeable, really like her. She? I just yeah. like Sandra. Oh, Sandy, I think Sandy she's great. Bullock. Yeah. No, she is. She's she is, and she carries this film. She is. Mm. I think I do think she's really good. She's really likable. She does, like you say, it is fluffy and it is you know disposable in in many ways. But you do buy that arc. You do buy. I do think you buy her character's journey. Yeah, definitely. And I think because she says a lot of things about, you know, how she's quite isolated and she doesn't have friends and she sort of pushes people out and stuff. So you can gather that she's she's come to certain conclusions about certain things and about certain types of people that may not be accurate. But because even though she's an FBI agent, in terms of her social circle, she's had quite a restricted sort of life, yeah. hasn't she? Like we see her at the very beginning where she's not really getting on with people because, you know, she's but she's bullying the bully and then ends up punching the kid that's getting bullied and stuff. And then you cut to her and, you know, she's this job-centric, career-focused, you know. She says to Michael Caine's character, um, is it Victor or Vincent? I keep getting getting mixed up. Um, And, you know, it's like, this is why I don't have any friends. So you can believe that she would have those misconceptions about yeah. women and about women who who choose to enter a beauty pageant but then she does grow so she's she is open to growth and mm. and you you learn that quite early on i think as soon as really as she starts talking to the other the other contestants um yeah man she has and she has that sandra bullock has amazing comic timing as well i always yeah, think she's quite funny, like yeah. she does it in, if you, even if you look at things like speed she has a lot of great little throw throwaway she lines does. in that but she then does. in this you know there's a moment at the beginning for example where she goes to a 
like a Starbucks or a Costa. Well, it won't be a Costa it's, in America. It's, it's, it's definitely Starbucks. Starbucks. She it's says definitely Starbucks. Starbucks. There's the cup. Um, there's the, yeah. the poster. Well, we'll talk about the product some, placement uh, Yeah, later. there's some pretty <gasps> questionable Over. product placement Just... in this. She walks into a Starbucks, basically wearing a Starbucks T-shirt, shouting the word Starbucks. Starbucks, Starbucks, Starbucks. But, there's a, but there is that bit where Sponsors, she orders like she orders like 30 coffees, doesn't she? Yeah, yeah, And then yeah. she orders them all and then all the people behind her, because she's pushed in front of the queue and complaining, and then she pauses and goes, no, I would like, and they yeah, all go, oh, Oh, and it's yeah. like it's a really really good moment and 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 it is full of that but also the supporting cast in this is really great like mm-hmm. like we've already touched on Michael Caine so you got like William Shatner in there and he's I just heard, doing yeah, he, he's deal, doing a great huh? job sending himself up mm-hmm. like he's just he's having a he, he, he went through that period, didn't he, William Shatner? I don't know if he is still, is still in it now because he's sort of getting on where he did pop up with little roles like this where he was just mm-hmm. clearly having the time of his life, sending himself up as the sort of cheesy you know, a Hollywood celebrity type thing. Mm-hmm. Michael, like you said, Michael Caine's really good in this. I think he, I've not really seen him give a performance like this before or again. Quite, yeah, sort of quite, quite fun. In, flamboyant. In a sort of softer, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sardonic and acerbic and like, you know, that that sort of thing. Benjamin Bratt's good as well. I mean, he, he pops up in quite, a, he, he pops up in a lot of weird things, Benjamin Bratt. Like sometimes he'll be, Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow! Nice! Yeah! What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Top billing in a film, and then other times he's just got like a little part. It's really strange. It's mm-hmm. like he, it's like he's he is he does just do what he wants. Like he's in Doctor mm-hmm. Strange for ten minutes, but then he's also in. Is he, is he in like Despicable Me? And then he's in. I don't Ooh, know if he's in. Despicable, I? He, he, I know he's he's in Coco. I know that much. And he just he pops oh, up right. and does whatever he wants. But he's also quite good in this because he has an interesting arc as well, where he's a bit of a pig like the other blokes. But then as it goes on, he's sort of not. Yeah, yeah, because it, there's quite a nice Grace. moment. Yeah, there's quite a nice moment where he tries to protect uh, Grace's. 
I nearly called her Annie, you know, which is her name in speed. But no, where he tries to sort of protect her dignity a little bit because obviously she's got the camera. Uh, but then she, I think it's when Michael Caine's character is like putting the sort of chicken fillet breast things. Yeah, the boob and, he, and they're all watching it, obviously, because they've got this like camera access because she's on it, working on a case. And he's just like, all right, you know, that's enough. That's enough. No need to watch. No need to watch. But he, her relate, his relationship with her for the most part, doesn't really change. Like, he he treats her like a like a friend, I like think, mate, for, yeah. for the most yeah. part. And then it's just sort of a bit later on, you know, as, as she gets done up, and then maybe he starts seeing a side of her that he wasn't sure of. But he's still into her personality, I guess. Yeah. And, yeah. like, I suppose he seems to sort of quite like the fact that, the, that she does work hard and then that she grows as a person as well. So it's not the grossest kind of romantic storyline I've ever seen. It's not quite as bad as she's all that, although it's kind of close <laughs> if you think about it. <laughs> oh, my God, she took off the glasses and ponytails. She's beautiful. Hate-covered overalls. Uh, what else? What else did you like about it? Uh, so you've already touched on Michael Caine, so that was one of my points, but I did really enjoy seeing him. He was the source of a lot of the comedy for me. Uh, the soundtrack is top-notch, and so is the pacing of the film in general, mm. so you're never in one place for too long. And there are quite a lot of characters as well, so you dive in and out of their stories, because you've got Grace, but then you've got Grace with Eric, and then Grace with Victor, and then Grace with the pageant contestants, and then you've got the FBI guys, and then you've got the villain in Miss uh, Morningside, and then her son. So you're always darting around from one place to the next so the the pace never really lulls for me like i yeah, never really no, felt bored there's no boring yeah there's no boring bits is there not it's really like, it's, no it's, what, it, what is it like an hour 45 an hour 40 it's not like, it's yeah. not long and you, there's no there's not a minute wasted is there really and that's i think that's another sign of a of a good like a blockbuster i suppose or or a you know a good film of this kind yeah, definitely. That sort of that early 2000s kind of comedy, you know, that is what you want to see. Um, I think they've obviously had a lot of fun with the props and the costume. Like yeah. it does, it looks brilliant in that sense because yeah. obviously we're doing all this pageantry stuff and you get to see all the different, um, I was going to say levels of the pageant, but no, we're talking about, like the different rounds and stuff. So, yeah, you know, dressed yeah. as Lady, Lady Liberty and then they're all doing their talents and then they've, you know, got the bikinis and then their ball gowns and all this. And, you know, they all just look absolutely fabulous. And I think as well, Josh, we've got to address the fact that this could be considered a classic, right? If you think about... Ooh. So that April 25th joke, right? Oh, how would you <laughs> yeah. describe your favourite date? Oh, I'd have to say April 25th. That has become iconic. Like yeah. every, every April 25th, every, year, every yeah. year, people posting like crazy about that. You can't get away from it. It's like what Mean Girls did for October 3rd, right? <laughs> so in that sense, and there's a few other moments as well, like a few quotes and, yeah, and just that she's and beauty that. and she's grace. Like, yeah. you know, that everyone sort of quotes that from that. It's, it's based so on a real... Bit, answer that the 25th of October thing is uh, it really the April th- sorry 25th of April thing like someone yeah. actually said that like what's your perfect date so but yeah no you, oh, you are right funny. like like it's definitely definitely people of our age it's like up there of, of, of as like the way that our parents talk about films from like the mid 80s when they yeah. were when we've when all seen were, it right yeah any yeah. anyone who was who was sort of who was, who's in their 30s now would yeah. have seen this similar to bruce almighty i feel like yeah. there are things liar, you can quote from it sort like, of thing yeah. and it's oh yeah. liar liar is fucking funny man uh and it, and it has sort of passed down over the what 22 years that's 22 years now since it came out and people are still yeah. saying april 25th funny man yeah. uh what else for you? Was there anything else did you, that you, did you liked? notice? Um, did you notice that this is the? I think this is the first time this has happened. There is a song in this, which is a, di- a direct version of a song from another film we've done. 
Did you know? Oh, was it? Was it? Uh, um, uh, the what from the commitments? Was yeah. it? I so heard it's, it. the, what, it's what, Mustang it? Sally. It is Mustang Sally. So but it is I, it is the commitments version. It's version. not. I thought it was Josh. I thought it was. Yeah. I heard it and I said to Ollie, I was like, I'm sure that's the that version from the commitments. That's the guy you know, from that's the, the guy. Right? Yeah. And he was like, Doesn't the guy just sound like this? And I was like, No, <laughs> no I'm sure it is. Because it sounds sure it a lot more. If you listen to the original, it's a lot more low res. That's like you can so tell, interesting, you can tell isn't it? So the other thing as well I noticed about this, and I don't know if you'll picked up on it, it is the same director as Just My Look. Oh, really? No, yeah, I didn't know so, that. That's exciting. Yeah, so that's it. That's it. So, and I, not, not that you can tell, but the guy, you know, that guy's definitely got a touch for flair and for like likability. And, that, you know, don't get me wrong. I don't know what you think about this. This is much better than Just My Look for me. Yeah, no, it is. Um, it is listen, but I, it, I, Just My Look is incredibly flawed, but I can see the joy in it. Whereas yeah. this, for, for a lot of the time, is quite a good film. And it's not stu- Just My Look. Well, maybe in your house, but it's not stood the test of time the way this has, the way that this is taught I mean, about. Well, as soon as you put McFly in it as well, it just sort of really <laughs> dates it with those haircuts. Goodness me. Oh, but no, other than that, no, I think it's funny. I think it's full of charm. I think Sandra Bullock's amazing in it. And I thought it might have aged worse than it had. Worse, yeah. Which will come on. I'm sure there might be some stuff we'll come on to, but it hasn't. Like, I, I think you could show this to someone now who was, I don't know, 18 or whatever who wasn't born when it came out and I think there's still lots to like in there do you know what I mean mm-hmm. so we'll move on now then to talking about anything that we didn't like about the film or anything we would change so Josh we'll come to you first we, I reckon there is going to be a few things here so let's unpack this go on yeah I, I think you might have more than me Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's a few. I mean, all right. So the first one we've already touched on it. There's some shocking product placement in this. It's heavy, isn't it? There's it's a bit heavy. where she's she's eating ice cream and she might as well pause the film, turn to the camera, and go go and buy some Ben and Jerry's. Well, literally, like, Ollie went so and bad. bought some Ben and Jerry's. I'm not <laughs> so even worked. joking. It worked. <laughs> the thing is, and I I don't know if it was a direct thing because we we were watching it together and then he went to the shop. He come back and he had baked Alaska Ben and Jerry's and he was like, "That film made me do it." But he does like Ben and Jerry's, yeah. so there's a good chance he was going to get like it anyway. It's but any, that was it's funny. any excuse, isn't it? Yeah, it's exactly. Like, well, exactly. the film's on, so we've got. But yeah, it is everywhere. And I did wonder, because I don't know if you noticed, but Sandra Bullock is a producer on this. Oh, is she? So I wonder if maybe they did that as a way to get finance, like to get the money in. Like it was just like, oh, we're going to struggle to kind of get this made otherwise. So if we do all this product placement. At this point, she was was well known, wasn't she? But she probably wasn't like, well, like now, she's probably one of the highest paid actors isn't she like she's she's up, so, she's yeah. up there isn't she was mm. the, she would have been big at this time you know it's a couple of years after speed which is obviously mm-hmm. a massive hit and she, she'd done other stuff but I, don't, I bet she was probably just approaching household name status wasn't she mm-hmm. so like you say mm-hmm. maybe her attached to it wasn't enough to get it made so like you say they, they'd been so there's ben and jerry's there's a really bad ben and jerry's there's the starbucks one starbucks yeah there's a few beer ones i think yeah as well. Yeah, there's yeah, there's a few beer ones. It's when think, she's does he have a Dunkin' Donut at one point or a oh, Krispy Kreme? There's, donut, or something there's like a lot that. of donuts yeah. in there. There's yeah. a lot of donuts in this. <laughs> the main the main one was it's when she's in the pub or the bar and then Eric has come in to see her and there's just signs everywhere <laughs> just for loads of different brands. I was like, Oh god, this feels like an advert. <laughs> so yeah, so there's there's some pretty obvious product placement. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong, I completely get 
that product placement is, is a necessary evil. I mean, mm-hmm. there's bits in some of like there's obviously I've made no secret of the fact that I love Bond films. I mean, Jesus, some of the stuff in Bond films well, exactly. is, is is mad, you know. Mm-hmm. But in this, it is if it if you notice it, I think it's a bit like oh. Yeah. Unless yeah. it's Wayne's World, where obviously they make a joke about it. Because why um, is she eating a tub of ice cream at the bar? And right? obviously the, the whole joke, the joke where she so the joke is, give me a pint. Right, and it's yeah, like, so give her a pint, as in, got like, it. Oh, it's a pint of beer, and he goes, are you sure you want a whole one? And she's like, yeah, yeah. and he slides her some Ben and Jerry's. That's like an advert. Yeah, it is. Like, that, that's a like, great advert, actually, yeah, for Ben and yeah. Jerry's. <laughs> they could have just cut that bit out and, put a, a, and had it as an advert. So, yeah, mm-hmm. so there's that bit, and I do think, a little bit actually, a little bit like what we touched on with Tomb Raider, but worse so in this. They hammer home the point of she's not very ladylike a uh, bit yeah, too she's much. Not very ladylike. Well, she lives she's on her own. Clu- she hasn't got a boyfriend. Ooh. She's clumsy and she's scruffy. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, like, it's a bit. Why are they always clumsy, Josh? Why are, when they when they when they write women like this, they're always clumsy. Women are clumsy. Alice, it. You know what I mean? I mean Any... Listen, I am a little bit to be fair, but it's <laughs> so overdone. Like it's such a tired trope. It's like yeah. oh, this crazy girl. I wonder if it's because if it's got something to do. Maybe I'm reading too much into this. But if it's got something to do with because she's not, she isn't thinking about how she's coming across to yeah. other people. And I suppose the idea is that a traditional feminine woman, and I'm always using quote marks here because, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. The, how you act has got nothing to do with your gender. You are who you are. There are yeah, no yeah. masculine traits. There are no feminine traits. They don't exist. Um, and with this, it's kind of like, oh, yeah, but, but because women, you know, have to always put up this front and they've always got their guard up, they're always considering their movements. If you think about, like, etiquette of finishing school Great, and all this bullshit. Grace, they have to be graceful and they have to exactly. be Exactly. El- so I wonder if it's something to do with that. So yeah. then by being clumsy, you're kind of showing, oh, she's not thinking about how she appears physically. Yeah. She isn't thinking about those things because she's always thinking about work or about working out or th- yeah. those sort of things. Yeah, so yeah, so the over-egg that put... Or the over-egg, you know, there's there's a few bits where... She is she is speaking to Victor about what he's going to do with her to make her a pageant contestant, mm-hmm. and it is a bit like what either what's wrong with that or well because I don't know because again it's about perception, isn't it? So then when she does do what she needs to do to be in the pageant, everyone sort of goes, "Oh wow, she can do it," but then it doesn't mm-hmm. show that it's a really difficult line to tread. But I suppose the main point without getting too deep into it, is I do think they over-egg the pudding about her not being ladylike. But that's probably about it from me. Um, what about you? What, was there anything else other than that that you didn't, that you that, that rubbed you up the wrong way? So product, just the words product placement everywhere was in my notes. So we've already covered that. Moving on. Uh, I did I did find some of it a little bit gross and a little bit hard to, to sort of oh, absorb. Right. So when the FBI agents... They're CGIing um, like swim swimming costumes onto the potential women who yes, could go undercover yeah. to do this job, and you know they're sort of laughing and turning their nose up at the women that they don't think are traditionally yeah. attractive and all this, and it just borders on being mean and a bit rude. And there was a little bit of this throughout, where some of the jokes aimed at maybe not traditionally good-looking women were just kind of mean. And mm. and I was just like, oh, like, I don't find that funny. I just find it mean. And I think because it is just so, like, they're not doing it in a clever way. There's no nuance to it. There's no sort of reading between the lines or whatever. It's just so overt. Mm. So it just kind of feels lazy in the script writing. So I wonder if you handled it a different way. Maybe it could have been funny. Um, but it, I just thought it was a bit mean at times. And it, it's very, the FBI agents are all very, like, lads, lads, lads culture, yeah. isn't it? But they don't really, like, yeah, they get told off every now and then, but they don't get 
like a comeuppance, you know, they don't... I think that's the key, isn't it? Yeah. Is that if you're going to show that... So first of all, it doesn't paint them as right, like we've already touched mm-hmm. on. But if you're going to show that, and if you're going to show that they're unwavering and unchanging in their, you know, pig-headedness and misogyny, perhaps you need a payoff. Yeah, I think there so needs need to be something. And because it, it doesn't help as well that... Um, Grace is sort of joining in on it when it's everyone but her. But yeah, as soon as they put so, the swimming yeah. costume on her, she's like, oh no, t- take it down, turn it off, turn it off. And it's like, well, hang on a sec. You were just looking at and laughing with the lads about all these other women having these CGI swimming mm. costumes on and now suddenly it's you and it's like, oh no, this is embarrassing. It's like, well, but you know, she she does have that growth and we get to the end and, and you know, she's had a satisfying character arc. So, you know, I can kind of forgive that there. The other main thing as well is just that the script is really, really basic. Like, everyone mm. just says how they feel you know what they're thinking and every line of dialogue is just to get to the next bit there is no mm. nuance there is no reading between the lines there's none of that like you couldn't really infer this in any other way than how it's presented to you sort of so uh, it's like just, by the numbers do you think it is a little bit and they, yeah. they, obviously there's some like even just thinking back to vacation like there were some moments in that 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 carried a bit more depth and you know you could feel that there was a bit more sophistication i suppose to the script whereas this the script it just wasn't sophisticated at all yeah, it's um, like it's like they've put it into a concept machine isn't it it's, it's like, yes it's, it's like concept it in, it, over gone, this is the concept yeah and that's the, the main thing you get from a to b and this needs she starts here she needs to finish here Exactly. And this the, is the, the message. Which the is concept good, yeah. overtakes it completely. Yeah. And, and it's concept over construct. It's just, we need this, you know, apparently not very good looking, not very ladylike FBI agent to then become, you know, the runner up in, in Miss United States, the biggest beauty pageant there is. And then they're just focusing on that. So it's just about how do we get from A to B to C to D mm. instead of sort of taking the time to really sort of add some finesse to the script and stuff. And, I think if you're going for a big mainstream audience, and I get the impression that this film was, and it, I just get the feeling that the budget wasn't very big as well. So it's like it's, it would have been a real risk if they mm. didn't go for, you know, this kind of mass appeal sort of thing. So I, I get I get that as well. And I like a lot of shit that's mass appeal. Do you yeah, know what I mean? There's and, nothing and, wrong and with there's it. And there's nothing wrong with... Like, like, we've touched on it many times before. Formulas are formulas for a reason. Yeah. But sometimes I think what... I think what your issue, forgive me if I'm speaking for you, is that <laughs> is that the concept is there, the execution is okay, but there might be a little element of wasted potential. I definitely you know because I, mean? I like is that what you the mean? concept is that what you mean? as well. Yeah, like, I think it a, it goes yeah. from being it could have been a really good film, and because of the the script and the way that it's written, it's just a good film. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and if I. Nostalgia also, something we haven't touched on. Nostalgia goes a long way. If this came Absolutely. out now and I watched it, I'd be like, it's all right. Yes. But yes because I, I watched so. it when I was 12, I was like, oh, it's funny, isn't it? Like, yeah. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Definitely. So nostalgia carries it a long way. So maybe, I don't know. I don't know. So anything else? Anything else you didn't like? No, that was it, really. Like, it just sort of quite kind of, um, quite uh, broad points, yes. I suppose. Yeah. But it it could have been so much worse. Like, we could have come on this like 40 Days and 40 Nights and been horrified. Oh, but yeah. you know what? For the year 2000, for dealing with women in beauty pageants, it it was, it was it did all right. And I think it, it stood the test of time a little bit. Not perfect, but could have been so much more disgusting. 
We'll move on now then to talking about the critical reception. Now, I haven't seen the critical reception. I've managed to avoid it. But you said at the beginning that you think this is underrated and that you were quite shocked at what you saw when you checked those scores. Uh, Yeah, I think so. I I think so. Um, How do you think it did? Well, I, I would have thought before coming into this, I would have thought maybe low seven because mm. of that mass appeal factor. But because you've said now that it's it was quite shocking how low it is, I've got to come like, I'll, I'll come quite a bit down because sometimes I can still be too generous even when I see that a film is flawed. So I think, I reckon it probably got a high five, you know. So okay. I'm going to say that it got a 58 or a 5.8. I would okay. I would give it more than that. I think I would give it a high six yeah. at the least. And and I am going to factor in the, the nostalgia element, like you mentioned there, and that I do, I know that I enjoy it a lot more because of that. Um, yeah. Right, here we go though. Tell yeah. me, tell so, me what's going so, on. So, at the time of recording on IMDb, mm-hmm. it gets 6.3. 6.3, okay. Cool. At the time of recording from the audience on Rotten Tomatoes, it gets 69%. Ooh, a sexy and, number. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hello. And at the time of recording from the critics on Rotten Tomatoes, it gets 41%. Ooh. So it averages out to 57 Now, Wait, I'm... Yeah, was back on. That was yeah you were more or less back on. on. I'm, I'm the same as you. Like, factored in nostalgia, it's mm-hmm. a solid 7 out of 10 film, this, for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think... I think all of those scores are too low. Maybe not the audience on Rotten Tomatoes, but the 63 on IMDb. I would have thought that the scores that have come from audience members will be higher. Mm-hmm. And I can see that the critics probably wouldn't like this. But yeah. I think 57, for me, even with some of the issues we've touched on, I think is, is too harsh. What about you? So I, I reckon for critics criticising at the time mm. in the year 2000, I reckon that's super harsh like this is exactly the kind of shit that we all wanted yeah. at that time in in, in history right exactly like- but if if it was critics these days taking a look at it then maybe i could understand that a bit more yeah um but that's i am surprised at that i think 41 is surprising and i would definitely say it's underrated with that sort of score it's underrated then i think so risk and geniality underrated underrated So there we go, another one in the yeah, underrated yeah. bag. I'm quite relieved. Yeah, you're happy I won't about lie. that. I yeah, am quite relieved. Gone, I thought that could have gone, gone really the Especially other when way. you started going in on what you didn't like, I was like, oh, maybe she didn't like it that way. Yeah, much. this is going to be a long <laughs> well, list. going to be bad. It's going to be bad. Um, <laughs> so anyway, it's your turn to pe- oh, pick Oh, crap, next it week. is, isn't it? Ooh, interesting. Is it Miss Congeniality 2 Armed and Fabulous? I haven't seen it, George. Is it any good? Is it bad? Yeah, Yeah, I thought it might be. I think I watched it. I'd only seen it once and I just remember it it was bad. That's probably not what you've picked, I'd guess. Um, No. So, you know what? I was thinking, Josh, do we think it might be time for another listener suggestion? It could be. Last one was Submarines, so that was a little while ago now. that was a little while ago, wasn't it? All right, let's do a listener suggestion. So I'm going to pick, and this was recommended to us by Simon, I'm going to pick his pick, which is Small Soldiers. Oh, small soldiers. Mm, Very good. And I shall say no more. The, as in the one about the toys. It's not like another film, like an indie yeah, film I'm, called Small Soldiers. I mean, I, I mean, I guess so, Josh. I've <laughs> only heard of one of them. <laughs> Simon, okay. let us know. Give us some clarity. Yeah. Well, there you go. We will be back next week to talk about small soldiers. Mm. Um, 
In the meantime, if you'd like to get in touch with us, it's filmsonthatpod at gmail.com. And we're on all the social medias, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Just search for Just Films and That and you'll find us. You'll see the logo. You know where we are. Get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. And if you could drop us a little review wherever you get your podcast or a rating, it's very much appreciated. Or tell a mate. Just whatever you can do to spread the mass message to help other people hear about what we think of miscongeniality or small soldiers <laughs> next week. Um, we're on the television as well, aren't we, Alice? We are indeed. We are on the local TV network every Friday from 6pm. So if you live in Birmingham, Bristol, Leeds, Liverpool or the northeast of England, you can find us on Channel 7 on Freeview. Or if you live in North Wales or South Wales, you can find us on Channel 8 on Freeview. Or if you have Sky and you live anywhere in the UK, you can find us on Channel 118. That is every Friday from 6pm. Me and Josh with Just Films and That talking about all our favourite underrated and underseen films. Yes, that's all from us. Thank you very much for listening as ever. We'll see you next week. And all that remains to be said from me is thank you very much. Goodbye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Kyla Tsinas. Kyla Tsinas. I'm Kyla Tsinas, and I have been training a global community of women since 2009. I've created a brand new podcast, Sweat Daily, to help you level up your life and reach your health and well-being goals. From fitness tips to food that fuels you, meditation to motivation, we've got you covered. Sweat Daily, the happiest, healthiest, and most confident version of you awaits. Available on Apple Podcasts and wherever you get your podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.